you know, when you talk about annuities, are you trying to put together your own personal pension, right, and get that guaranteed income for you and your spouse? And if so, you want to make sure that that income is lifetime income, no matter what happens to the account value. So even with a fixed indexed annuity, even though the principal is guaranteed as you draw money off that income, eventually, if you live long enough, and let's hopefully we all do, that account is going to go to zero, and you want to make sure that that income keeps paying. just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what shape you're in now. Annuities, what are they? How do they work? Do they make sense? The good, the bad, and the ugly of annuities, part two. (laughs) (laughs) When one is not enough, right? (laughs) This is Leanne Sedell, and here to help us with all of our questions and give us some guidance to help us stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hey, Ed. Hey, good morning, Leanne. Uh, Good morning. Well, you know what? Part two, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just can't get enough of Clint Eastwood. That's all I'm saying. Well, that should make everybody feel a little bit better in the sense that this subject matter, this topic is a lot. It is. And, you know, we, we got some calls after the last one and it's really easy to go down a rabbit hole. That's the hard thing. You know, when you deal with it every day, you're just used to it. So I think what we're going to do today is kind of clean it up a little bit, pick up where we left off. We're going to kind of summarize the bad, the ugly, and the good, because there is a lot of good, even though there's a lot of bad and ugly as well. So we'll just kind of break it down and and make it a little bit more palatable and understandable for everyone out there. Well, and I think the word should be complicated. It is. We don't want to necessarily say good, bad. In essence, it's not a good fit for all. Well, that's what I mean. When I say good, bad, and ugly, what I'm talking about is there's nothing that's perfect, okay? And as good as something is, if it doesn't fit your overall situation, the problem is, is that it's going to be bad for you. And if it is really, really bad, it could be really, really ugly, right? No matter how good that investment is. So it has to be part of your overall plan. And, and that's really what I stress to everybody. There is good and bad of everything that we're talking about from stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, annuities, whatever it is. You just need to make sure that it's the best tool that you're using for you and your situation and your family. Exactly. So let's revisit where we've been and 
and maybe offer some good tactical ways in which people can approach what's good for them and what's not good for them. All right. So let's kind of summarize what we went through last week. So remember, you know, basically there are four different types of annuities, right? You have an immediate annuity. And when you think of annuity, you know, it's the bad word, but, you know, pensions are annuities. So again, just like anything else, it's got to be a good fit. So an immediate annuity is really like a pension. Okay. Then you have a fixed annuity. A fixed annuity is the insurance version of really what a CD is. Typically, the rates are the same or a little bit better. Okay. And they're longer term. So what I mean by that is you can get a six month and a one year CD. And whereas, you know, most fixed annuities are two, three, five, six, seven, ten years. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you have a fixed indexed annuity. So a fixed indexed annuity, your principal is guaranteed. You know, just like with a fixed annuity and like a CD, so that you're not subject to market loss. Okay. And it mirrors an indice. So it's not an investment. It is an insurance product. The principal is guaranteed. And then you have a variable annuity. So a variable annuity is you're investing in annuity shares that mirror stocks, bonds, mutual funds. It's what that company actually purchased, whatever the name of the insurance company is. So based on whatever that account value is, it is subject to market risk, right? So the gains could be higher, but they can also be lower like that we saw a lot this year back in February and in March. And the principal is not guaranteed. These are all the things to focus on. Right. And we're going to come back. So we're, we're going to come back at the end and tell everybody, you know, what you should look for. All right. So I think last time we were kind of getting into the weeds as far as some of the expenses and what to look for, what not to look for. So these, again, are the key terms that we talked about last time. Cap. So what a cap is, that's the maximum amount. They're capping your earning potential. Okay. Then you have participation rates. So participation rates, that's the amount that you're able to participate in the growth. So these are mainly for fixed index annuities. Okay. So let's just say that you have 100% participation rate and you have something that's going to mirror the S&P 500 and it goes 10%, well, you get to participate in all 10%. But if it's only a 50% participation rate, then you can only participate in 50% of that. So you only get a 5% rate of return. Got it. Okay. And then you have spreads. So a spread is what the insurance company's charging, this is aside from a fee. So let's just say the spread is 1% or one and a half or 2%. That means if you're participating 100%, okay, in that rate of return, and now all of a sudden you have a 1% spread or a 2% spread, you're really only going to get 9% or 8%. So it comes right off the top. Easy to understand that. Now, a lot of these contracts, they don't charge a spread if there's no earnings, all right? So it doesn't ever go negative. That's right. Zero is as low as you can go. Zero is as low as you can go. And then every year or every two years, depending on which strategy, it's locked in. So those gains are locked in and you can never lose them. So once they're locked in, it becomes part of the principal, all right? Unlike a variable annuity, where it's like a regular investment account, all right? And then you have those fees that are charged on top of it. So you have the rider fees, and there's also sometimes rider fees and indexed annuities, fixed indexed annuities. But with variable annuities, you have mortality, administrative fees, and expense fees, and and account fees, right? And so they can range anywhere from two to significantly higher. So those are the things that we'll talk about a little bit later on. The big thing, you know, when we're talking about annuities and finding out what makes the most sense for you, for each individual family, is what is it that you're trying to achieve? 
So, you know, when you talk about annuities, are you trying to put together your own personal pension, right, and get that guaranteed income for you and your spouse? And if so, you want to make sure that that income is lifetime income, no matter what happens to the account value. So even with a fixed indexed annuity, even though the principal is guaranteed as you draw money off that income, eventually, if you live long enough, and let's hopefully we all do, that account is going to go to zero. And you want to make sure that that income keeps paying, mm-hmm. whether it's the fixed indexed annuity or a variable annuity. So that's really, really important. Again, this is about cash flow. It's all about cash flow. And, you know, sometimes that income rider makes a whole lot of sense. And and the fees that they charge for those, I've seen as low as a little bit less than 1%. And, you know, sometimes one and a quarter to, to one and a half. And you need to make sure that you're getting value for what you're paying for, right? What you don't want to have happen when you're getting all these fees is they, they become layered where, you know, you have a product that has um, a cap and a low participation rate as well as, you know, a spread. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of stuck. You can't really do anything. You can't earn the money that you were hoping to make. And that's really important. So, you know, when we're putting plans together and we're looking at the safety, income and growth, we probably look at it a little bit differently than most because we're looking at them as more of a bond replacement. And we ladder them just like bonds. So, you know, you've got five-year, seven-year, 10-year, some are nine-year, right? And just like intermediate and longer-term bonds, you do want to ladder those out so you have, you know, the accessibility to the cash. You want to make sure, and again, just like anything else, the longer the term, and you know, they're renting your money for you, the higher the possibility is for a greater return on your money, Right. So the participation rate on a five-year is going to be a lot lower, you know, usually 50, 60% as compared to when you're going out seven years or or nine years or even 10 years. And we've seen some out there that have 100% and even way more than that as far as the participation rate, which you're being able to participate in, in the index that they're mirroring. So in that example, if you know, you're getting 125% participation rate and there's a 10% rate of return, you made... 12.5%. Okay. So again, when people are looking to nail down what's a right fit for them, it's more about them coming in. Obviously, they're going to have, I'm sure, a slew of questions that are placed in front of them, but the main idea that they understand how it fits into their plan. It's all about the math. It's all about the math and making sure that it's not just about the math, but that you're getting value for what you're paying for. I mean, that's really what it is. Should you be paying for riders that you don't need, right? So those are add-ons to give you enhanced benefits, but why would you pay for those if you don't need them, okay, if it doesn't make sense? And that's why the plan is so important. It is so important because it'll define, based on the math, where you're at, where you should be. Do you want anything with a cap on it? A lot of times the way that we use them as a bond replacement strategy, no. But sometimes they could make sense depending on what other benefits that they have, right? And again, with the income rider, I keep going back to this because when people look at their account value and you're looking at income, the income and accumulated cash value, two completely separate numbers, all right? And this is where we got a lot of phone calls after the last one because it is confusing. And so If you write it down and you put cash on one side, you draw a line down the center of the paper, and on the other side, you put income, all right? And they are separated. They're completely different. So you could have 200,000, 300,000, whatever it is in the income value, 
but your cash or walk away is 150000 So even though it says 300000 in your account value, if you say, I want my money and I'm leaving, okay, after the surrender charges and everything are gone, you're only going to get that 150000 But that income value is really, really important because if you're trying to put together your own pension, okay, and it's for you and your spouse forever, and especially if you have longevity, Right. And you want to make sure that that money's there forever, you know, for as long as you live, you know, having that account value as large as possible is important and making sure the withdrawal percentage, that's key too. right. So sometimes you can only withdraw 3%. Well, okay, then how long is it going to take for you to get your money out? Statistically, right? What's the probability? Or is it 4% or is it 5% or is it 6% or is it 7%? It's being able to compare apples to apples. And that's why having the plan is so important because it's all written down. You know, for us, the retirement fitness plan, what it does is it makes sure that you're in the best shape possible. And as corny and cliche as that sounds, it's key because it runs the numbers. And it says based on the contract values that you currently have, because a lot of folks that we start working with and helping, they already have these in place. And so we're coming back trying to analyze what they already have to make sure that, okay, with what they have, how can we get everything to work? And the majority of the time, it's fine. But every once in a while, we'll come across one where, you know, we need to do some tweaking and some adjusting so that that way we can get those numbers to work correctly. And sometimes it's just about fully understanding what it is that you do have. A lot of people have gone to previous advisors and some ways their way of explaining something might not be completely understood. Yeah, it, it is. And that's why uh, (laughs) I take the quote from uh, Remember the Titans, right? Denzel Washington, as the coach said, uh, when they were trying to introduce all these fancy plays and smoke and mirrors, he's like, hey, you know, my stuff, it's like Novocaine. All right. Eventually it'll start to work. (laughs) It may be boring, but it works. Being able to track and monitor, being able to make sure that what it is that you're putting your money into is going to benefit you and your family the most. Everyone has a different style. And when you work with a fiduciary, no matter who it is, they're always going to make sure that you have your your best interest at heart, right? It's just being able to understand it and making sure that it's written down. And that's why having that plan that you can track and monitor to make sure that your progress, right, that you're on task, that you're on goal. And, you know, that first meeting, that first time, that's going to be your benchmark. So you can always go back and say, "Um, yeah, we're doing all right, or we haven't moved or worse. Yeah, we're kind of going backwards a little bit. Good information. Good information. So we're going to nail down those questions that they should be asking. Yeah. So these are the first things. What are the fees? And so underneath those fees, remember, you know, what's the cap? What's the spread? All right. And what's the participation rate? I mean, that's really, really important. And then we're talking about, you know, fees are the rider charges, you know, for extra death benefit or enhanced death benefit or lifetime income. And it's so important, you know, if you're married, because we had this happen before that we were working with somebody, they came in, they thought the income was joint and it wasn't, and it wasn't even lifetime. So, you know, understanding what you have, understanding that those riders and what you're paying for. Then the other thing is the mortality and expense charges, admin fees, and, you know, the surrender charges. So the surrender charges, they're just like, you know, CDs, right? When you pull your money out early, there's a penalty. It's a prepayment penalty is really what it is when you pull your money out. Because these insurance companies, 
they made a promise to somebody else based on the promise that they made to you. So they're investing longer term and other bonds or options, however they're investing those funds to make sure that they can live up to the obligation that they have to you. So when they pull that money out or when an individual pulls their money out early, then they have a penalty too. So they have to make up for that loss. And that's really what the key is. Good. All right. And I think you were going to, as far as those questions are concerned, the relationship between am I going to run out of money if the account hits zero for those variable annuities? So if you have a lifetime income, that's the one thing that you want to double check on because we've had it both ways, right? We've had other companies that guarantee that no matter what happens, just like a fixed index annuity, that money will last forever for you and or your spouse, even if the account goes to zero. And that's what you want. You want that in writing. You want it on a recorded line. Okay, that's that's really key. We've also had situations where they were told that it was going to last forever. And then when we called and verified with them, because that's what we do, we, we actually call, we don't call the agent, we call the carrier and ask questions with the, the family that we're helping right there so that they can hear it on speakerphone. You know, we ask if the account goes to zero, do they get the same amount? And in a couple of cases, they said, no, it's it's reduced. All right. And so that's really important, especially when you're on a fixed income. Yeah. The last thing you want is to get to the point where you've nailed down your expenses. You think you've got everything buttoned up nice and tight. And then you get a letter in the mail that says, I'm sorry, your benefit has now changed to such and such. That is not something that you... It's crushing. Yes, it is. And we've seen it before. So again, this is all great information, our part two of annuities. And again, I wish that there wasn't so much complicated... Information and industry lingo. But you know what? That's the lingo. That's important. And that's what you have to know when you're asking the questions. Well, if you want more information... I want to make sure that you know how to get a hold of Ed at info at egsifinancial.com. You can also go to our website at www.egsifinancial.com or give our office a call at 614-526-4118. Please do not hesitate to give us a call with all of those questions that I'm certain are rolling through your mind. Again, thank you very much, Ed. Good information. Thanks, Leanne. you tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102061. Nine.